But I guarantee that Shiva does not dominate over Parvati, right? He, <laughs> Good. Parvati, I, not I happy, nobody happy. I guarantee <laughs> that, that that concept of Shiva and Parvati <laughs> in the divine is that Shiva, the divine consciousness, right, worships Parvati, right? He worships her. And it's not an act of dominance. They are pure equals. There yeah. is, they are in a lot of ways one in the same divinity. But it is that two separate energies of the masculine and the feminine, and they come together to create reality. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciant and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello, dear people. This is Chaitanya, and you are about to listen to an intimate conversation between two powerfully wise and quietly influential people of our time who happen to be married to each other. Sovereign within themselves, they have come together to grow as souls. Shivani and Paramjoti are initiated sannyas. They have co-founded Ishtadev Niwas Ashram upon the blessings of the gurus of the Saraswati lineage, which is no small feat. Their strength, emotional intelligence, determination, dedication, and sattvic natures provide a divine example of what it is to live yoga together. Now, I am a longtime fan of these two, so you will have to take my gushings with a grain of salt because these two have humbled themselves to a way of life that is not easy and it pushes them to moments of creativity that makes them live life fully and completely. Their dedication to living yoga brings a light and a love to their relationship that will echo beyond time. Their example is showing us the way to life as it was meant to be lived, and that is fully, completely, and soulfully embodied here on earth. From baking bread in a wood-fired oven to teaching people how to live in nature again, these are two people it would behoove you to pay attention to. Okay, I am finished gushing now. Enjoy their conversation in our Solace and Shine podcast, episode 8. How's it going? Good. Good. So I, for our penultimate um, 
lecture for KTD this year, I wanted to introduce you to Param Jyoti. Now some of you, most of you, hopefully, already know Param Jyoti. Um, my husband, beloved, best friend, partner. Uh, and I wanted us to have a conversation. Not many people are privy to our conversations. No. Because you don't speak. <laughs> But I wanted to talk to you because, you know, if Niwas wouldn't be Niwas, if it wasn't for you. Us. Well, us. You, us, Swamiji. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to know from the masculine perspective, what was, what is that like? What, how, how do you go from a late 20s indoctrinated patriarchal, man going to be a nurse to coming in love with a sannyas who is committed to a lineage and then becoming a sannyas yourself in your own right and on your own two feet. Sure. How much time do we have? About 20 minutes. <laughs> and go. And go. Um, well, I mean, that's a lot of different lines of thought. So maybe you just start. Pick one. Well, I think if we're going to talk about, you know, the patriarchal nature of our society, I think um, a great place to start is, uh, is with uh, the yagyas, right? So we're in Rikia and we go to these yagyas and the first one that they held was to the divine feminine, to Devi, called Sita Kalinam or the Mahayagya. And we were, last time we were there, Swami was telling us a story about how during the first few years or even decade that they had done this yagya, they had to have police presence at the ashram and barricades to keep people's behavior in check because people were losing their minds at this yagya. Not because they were protesting or angry or anything, but that what that yagya, which is an incredibly powerful thing, a yagya, when, you, when you invoke the divine feminine in a yagya, you bring up a lot for people. Um, so they had to have police presence to try and hold people back and people were just losing it because she was com comparing that to the current yagya that we were at back in 2019 that was so peaceful and beautiful and serene and powerful and palpable. and and so you know the to shift that masculine the way that swami satyananda did back then when he started this yagya to bring people more into balance to to bring people into balance with the feminine was a um it was so powerful that it, it brought up all these emotions and anger and frustrations and all kinds of things came up and they were losing their mind outside of the yagya and india is like when it comes to patriarchy, they were pure patriarchy. I mean, the feminine had been so repressed, especially in the villages. Uh, you know, Swami Satyananda would talk about how when they started educating the girls before the boys, they wouldn't bring the boys, they, which they called the batuks, into the schools. Into the schools, they brought 40 girls in. And, and then later on, years later, they started teaching the boys. And, and one of the Swamis was telling me that you know, the energy it took to get 40 girls to open up and talk was the same amount of energy it took to keep one batuk in a chair, right? <laughs> and he did, like Shivani said, he literally called the batuks a bunch of scoundrels because they were 
pure masculine energy. There was nothing feminine about these kids. And, and another student of ours and I experienced this because that's a couple years before when we were there, I think 2017 or 2018 when I was at the Yagyas, uh, Swami made me go dance with the Batups and and made the student go dance because we weren't dancing and we didn't want to dance and she said well now you have to go dance with the batu so we went in there and it was a brawl like literally like a brawl they were dancing and then they were fighting and then they were beating each other up and then they were dancing again it was <laughs> it was absolute chaos this pure masculine energy and but in our society it's very different it's not like that I think we still are in a patriarchy. I think there's tons of emotions there, but in Canada, we just repress everything, right? In India, they let it all out. There's everything's right on the surface. They don't hide their emotions. Their, their heart is on their sleeve most of the time. Whereas in Canada, I think we repress a lot of emotions. So, but masculine still have, and feminine still have these cultural roles that we are all brought up in and we all mm, believe we in. We kind of right? have to, peel apart the, the the what we think the masculine and feminine is um and and sort of dissected out of patriarchal matriarchal and and it's and you know how do you know what is the blue sunflower if your eyes are closed it's like very hard to identify something you've never experienced before so it's really important to put yourself in a place and in a position to experience these different frequencies um in a more pure state so that you can go oh that's my cultural upbringing of the masculine being uh you know macho and dominant and taking out the trash and being in the lead and making more money and blah 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 blah. and this is the feminine where you stay home and you cook for the kids and you are at my very, beck very and call 1950s paradigm that started after the wars of men went to work and women stayed home and raised the kids and that's kind of in our culture it's we've been steeped in it it's part of us and, yeah. and starting to break that down is is fantastic and there's a pr simple process to what all is of the that. process well the first thing you need to do is uh, if you're on a yogic path and you're looking to live a spiritual life it's to learn how to trust right so you're gonna work your way up from you know having awareness obviously is the first step but then you start to trust that that you know where you're headed in life is the right direction and that that you know freedom comes from giving up free will right swami satsangi says that she is the freest person that we've ever met for sure i mean she says she's free she's absolutely free to do anything she wants and and whatever that means but that's because she's on a pure spiritual path she is totally in trust that the way she is being guided is the way she needs yeah, to yeah i mean she she actually came from a very fairly wealthy family so financially you know she could do whatever she wanted mm -hmm. um within the caste that she was born into she could do whatever she wanted um and still can she has you know access to abundance financially and abundance in in every way i mean if any if she said to anybody around the world i want to come to your country everything would be laid out for her to come to that country. She's completely free in what she wants to do. And yet her orientation is so honed to um, be for her life force energy to be uh, conducted beyond what she personally wants. Um, that it becomes like a laser in that 
what she's able then to do is so potent that it it actually makes a huge difference in so many more people's lives because she's not using all the energy to make a difference in her life mm -hmm. right she's not using all that energy to to, to fulfill her desires and to fulfill her wants and to her needs and and that because they have been purified and she you know I, I'm assuming she doesn't even really have um, acute you know uh, sort of compulsions and desires like that uh, anymore I, I assume um, but that has given her so much more freedom that instead of all the energy coming towards making her life better the same amount of energy is making thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people's lives better. Mm. Now, if we all did that, my God, isn't it? So trust. That was yeah. like learning. Because if you don't trust your wife or if you don't trust the feminine, if you don't trust your feminine side and you only believe your way to do things is the masculine, if you live in fear of whatever of of surrendering or anything else or losing power or all that then you will go no further that's that's where it basically stops so if you can learn to trust and realize that perhaps you're not this body you're not this mind that there is a whole song about that <laughs> but that you are more that that you are just the the immortal soul that that's that's what you are and always focusing your mind in this lifetime back. you're a man in a man's body and i'm in a female's body but we've had so many lifetimes of either or both whatever like the it's not your divine masculine and divine feminine as a soul is completely equal but because of the bodies that we're born into, it's it's culturally indoctrinated into how we're supposed to fit. Mm -hmm. And so trust that this is a better path, perhaps. And then well, it then, works for us. Yeah. And then likes and dislikes is the next one. And it's not about not having likes and not having dislikes. I guarantee Swami Sasangi has likes and dislikes. They just don't. <laughs> you sure do. They, they just don't sway her. She is going to do what needs to be needs done, to what be her done. path not is, what no matter what. Be doing. Because she trusts and she does not be swayed by her likes and dislikes. And if she gets something she likes, she enjoys it. And then she moves on. If she gets something she doesn't like, she enjoys it. She moves enjoys on. it and moves on. Right? <laughs> Or she might not like it, but it doesn't sway her mind. Her mind is fixed. It's on railroad tracks. It's going in that direction that it needs to go. Which is the sankalpa of health, peace, and prosperity. Yeah. Serve, love, give. And then, then the next uh -oh. one would be surrender. And it is a surrender. And, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're in a relationship that has, you know, perhaps power dynamics of the masculine and the feminine. And I know lots of men believe that they're in charge. You know, we have a phrase in our culture, who wears the pants in the family, which, um, which is about a power. So you, as the masculine, you want to surrender to bring your feminine side into balance, but it's really hard to do that internally. So it's much easier to do that externally. And in the Yagyas, they worship uh, Devi by worshiping the Kanyas, these these super innocent young girls, and by feeding them, they feed them, and the Kanyas run the whole yagya, and they sing and they chant and they dance. they dance, and they have a huge boge at the end where they give them this food and beautiful dresses, and they 
like they're throwing flowers as the Kanyas walk in on their feet and they wash their feet and it's it's truly uh, a very powerful and beautiful aspect well, of the Swami, ideas. Well, Swami Satyananda has said that um, if you, I mean, it's just, I love this so much because it's so, it's just physics. He says, if you want to bring in or usher in a specific frequency of the Divine Mother, you need to find which is the best conductor. If you want to run electricity, then we know that copper is a fantastic conductor for electricity. If you want the Divine Feminine to be embodied on this dense realm of the third dimension, then the Kanyas are the copper wire. And so to orientate and empower the, the young girls, you know, they do, um, they do all the ushering, they do all the giving, they do, you know, like they do everything and we're there to support them in succeeding in running the Yagya. And because they are empowered, literally empowered, um, you are letting that copper wire run the energy and that energy starts to embody everything in the Yagya and it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I think surrendering in its essence, you know, people, people really mix up surrendering with disempowering, mm -hmm. but surrendering is an act of, I feel is an act of the divine feminine, which as you said, you have both inside of you and, and it's, it's so beautiful, but much to my chagrin surrendering, uh, cause I thought, I always thought that surrendering was disempowering and to letting go of, um, yeah, just to disempower who, who you are. And it's, it's not, it's actually the most liberating and freeing thing, right. which I think we've over the years literally hashed out Yes. <laughs> in our dynamic. Absolutely. Cause I have a lot of masculine energy and so do you. And then I think as, as, as I've come in, to more experiencing divine feminine and then in the last year you have as well mm -hmm. so yeah the surrender and and it is it is that act of feeling like you're giving something up right you're going to lose your power you're going to lose control your and that is that masculine archetype in our society that tells us to be a man you've got to be this but I guarantee that Shiva does not dominate over Parvati, right? He, <laughs> Parvati, I, not I happy, nobody happy. I guarantee <laughs> that, that that concept of Shiva and Parvati <laughs> in the divine is that Shiva, the divine consciousness, right, worships Parvati, right? He worships her. And it's not an act of dominance. They are pure equals, there yeah. is, they are in a lot of ways, one in the same divinity, but it is that two separate energies of the masculine and the feminine, and they come together to create reality, not the consciousness dominates over the, the reality so that there is, no, it is just these pure equal energies. And until they are equal and until they are of the same frequency and vibration, they don't come together. So you know you it's, have that have that equality it's like lightning it. and thunder like in this realm we think of lightning and thunder to be these 
um, two completely separate things because they're separated by space and um, time. Um, but uh, sorry, somebody's just walking past. Um, they're, they're separated by space and time. So we think they're two different things, thunder and lightning. But in reality, they're actually not. And to, did you know that lightning actually comes from the earth, not from the sky? Mm -hmm. It's actually the divine feminine rising up and touching the cloud as the cloud is holding uh, a separation of, of ions in the sky. I thought was really beautiful, but um, yeah, they're they're not two separate things. And for them to spend all this energy like fighting over which is more powerful, it's like Shiva is the consciousness, is the dream, is the thought, and the divine feminine of of Parvati is the manifestation of that. You know, it's like it's like you know, there's my cup, and I have the thought of reaching to the cup, and then I I reach the cup, and then my mind's berating my hand for reaching for the cup, but my mind has just told told my hand to reach for the cup, and you know, if it's going to try and chop off my hand, then my hand's not going to want to reach out. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't you can't think you can't experience the power struggle of the divine feminine and the divine masculine because they are exactly the same thing and there's no manifestation without the divine feminine sure agreed so surrender and then it is to worship the divine feminine and you know in our society being a lot of it is kind of religion has been our thing and what is worship and what does that look like i think for for our purposes worship would be come down to serve love give right so in karma yoga you learn about selfless service so being in service without it being about you and we go to ricky to practice that and they've said like as these villagers are coming up through around the yagya around the the vedi and walking up to the prasad stage where we're giving them these huge bags of prasad it has been pointed out to me by swamis that we give the to these people regardless of who they are or what they've done in their life because they are not all innocent people some of these people do things that many of us would consider awful or terrible they may be alcoholics they may be abusive to their families or worse and however we give from the divine uh with unconditionally right and that is why you go to ashram that is why we practice karma yoga and seva selfless service so that serve is learning how to serve others without it being about you and even without it being about them it's about doing what needs giving, to be done giving reorientating the energy then from that you learn how to love right what is love how to be in a state of love how to love and then once you can love something or somebody and it's not an emotional thing it is it is a very subtle faint energy that if you can tap into that then you know what to give right that's why it come, giving comes third because yes you can give people stuff but you don't know if it's good or bad until you can serve and you can love and that is the act of i believe that worship of the divine feminine is learning how to surrender and then and to serve. serve love give to, ser to serve the divine feminine and to serve the divine masculine allows you to come into a state of love mm -hmm. 
but if you're caught in a power dynamic of how to do things or where to spend money or where to spend time or you know then your orientation is to getting your needs met and doing what you want to do rather than serving and doing what needs to be done and if you can do it and you can do it with some purity and some authenticity and simplicity and all of the other itties that Swami Shivananda puts out and your Om Shanti <laughs> puts up on Facebook all the time. If you can do that, then... We have one per newsletter, too. Yeah. And then the recipients will change, right? It's amazing. You don't have to force them. You don't even just have physics. to have a conversation. You don't even... You just... You change and others around you will be like, unconsciously, subconsciously, they want that. And they want it so bad and that's they want that spiritual life they want to be at peace in their they mind want to be they free want freedom from all of these issues these lacks of trust likes and dislikes and power struggles i mean they we're seeing that, that right now right with the government not that i really want to go down this road but <laughs> did you see the eyebrow um you know but like but that's the thing our, our society has been built on a foundation of trusting the government trusting like swamiji said you know you think you don't trust but you do you trust that your pension is going to be there when you're 65. you trust that the medicine that the doctor prescribes you is going to work you trust mm -hmm. that blah 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 you trust you trust that when you go to the bank machine your money that you put in there last month is still going to be there unless you've spent it already you know like you trust these things so don't think that you're devoid of trust but the reality is, is that our whole society has been built on the foundation of institutional trust. You know, it's, it's institution of religion, institution of government, institution of medicine, of law, of these. And what people are starting to understand and realize is that all of these things are fundamentally flawed for the most part. Will you give me that? Right? They're fundamentally flawed. But if your whole identification is anchored in those being right, that is equally fundamentally flawed. What I think we've come to experience over the last 12 years of Mawaj, 12 full Jupiter cycle this year, mm -hmm. we have met on every aspect of our astrological charts and we still love each other <laughs> it's a miracle um that um trust in the divine goes beyond all of those and i'm not saying religion i'm saying divine your own direct connection with divine i kind of think of religion as you know sort of going through somebody like a priest or somebody you know and that's that's uh you know my catholic upbringing but um which is also you know the man standing at the front of the room telling you how it is and how to love and how to you know be a good person um but where trust in the divine in the frequency of the guru tatwa which is a frequency which you can feel when you're in the presence of mastery or when you're in the presence of a decent teacher being a hollow bone for that brief moment um 
you know, you can feel that Guru Tattwa. That's the frequency you start to trust. And when you start to create a life or live your life seeking that frequency as your North Star, then you don't give so much energy and power to the institutions that the society has built itself on. Right, which allows you actually to expand out of the dogmatic dualistic realms of the third dimension, not not separating from it, but not being limited to it either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was, she was talking about faith, and that was the whole money thing. Is like people don't think they have faith; they've just placed it elsewhere right they no longer have faith, faith in god and trust is the sure. same thing it is yes they may not have faith or trust in god or the divine or religion or anything like that but they definitely trust that the pieces are, and have faith that the pieces of plastic that are in their wallet when they go to the store that have no inherent value whatsoever will acquire them their groceries right you know they have i know plenty of doctors and that have may not be have faith in God or religion or anything or scientists, but they believe in their scientific method. They have faith that the work that they're doing is is of the greatest good, and and that uh, and then people have faith that the science that they use is going to be safe and that that can be used and and until it's not until it's not and then they become disillusioned right just like i think a lot of people became disillusioned when they started realizing that the church wasn't necessarily looking out for their greatest good it was being you know an institution right of humans and so anytime you get an institution of humans you get a certain level of corruption doesn't matter what it is right it's just that's human nature and you know you just have to figure out how to work with well, it that's why they say the spiritual path is a razor edge that's right Swami Satsangi said that, you know, the intellect can only take you so far, right? It has a limit, no matter how smart you get, how much you study, how much you read, how much science you do, anything. It has a limit of how far it can take you, especially on the spiritual path. And that you need to be able to learn how to think with your heart. And that was the... Which is the higher mind, which is, is on a hot chakra. It was like the last satsang that we had with her in Yoga Shakti Kutira on the garden, she was saying that. And it was a doom and gloom satsang. It was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what is happening here? And she was talking about faith and having to cultivate all this stuff and think with the heart. And I'm like, and it was like that when things are hard, and this was in 2019 before anybody knew even COVID existed. And then boom, we come back and then there's this COVID is like she knew, or at least she knew that this was the satsang that needed to be given in this moment. She obviously didn't know that COVID was a thing, but that that well, was not the, COVID, but you but, could see astrologically yeah. that things are coming down the pipeline. And she, she just, she speaks what comes to her. Hmm. She doesn't. Not she doesn't necessarily write these things down. She didn't have a paper in front of her. She was just talking to us, and this is what was coming from the tap. You like you have to have faith when things get hard. You have to have yeah. something in the divine beyond this reality, beyond this world, to anchor into yep. when things get tough. Yeah, and it was think with the heart, and and I like that because it's that's a hard thing that requires surrender trust you cannot be swayed by likes and dislikes and it is not an emotion if you're feeling an emotion you are not in your heart you are in your swadhisthana chakra full of emotions in the <laughs> hips yay 
I, I've, I've <laughs> people have come to me talking about stuff, and they're like, "We had a whole oh, satsang on this." Okay, good. You okay, had that satsang. We've done this one. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. tell them about the boat. You didn't tell them about the boat. I don't think I. Okay. You tell That's, us about the boat. Well, I think the easiest way to think about it <laughs> as a metaphor. Are you ready for a good metaphor? Is that that like you imagine that a person you are a boat, right? With all of the accoutrement on the boat, right? So you have a sailor, you have sails, you have all the tackle, and you're on an endless ocean. Right? And the ocean is the ocean of consciousness, right? So the waves and the wind represent the, the mind, right? And the emotions, the waves would be your emotions. The current, that's your unconscious mind. You, have, you don't know what the current is doing because you have no frame of reference to even see it. It is moving you, but you can't tell. And then the intellect would be, you know, your sails and your tackle and your consciousness is your sailor, the person, that pure little consciousness on there. And once you can quiet the mind and slow down the emotions and the waves and you can focus and be trusting, you're able to see the faint, tiny little green dot that dances around out on the horizon. And that is because your heart. The, when, you're, when there's like big waves, you're not thinking about anything else except your boat surviving that big wave and, and then the next big wave. When you're in and big waves, you can't see wave. the horizon because the waves block it. You literally can't your focus. Your emotions, you're, you, can't, you can't see anything beyond your emotions. And when the wind is wind of the mind and your thoughts are whipping you this way and that and, and you're just having to focus on that and your mind is all on that, then you're not able to pay attention so once you can quiet the mind and quiet the emotions and focus with one pointedness and that pure consciousness you're able to see that faint little green dot and it's not a destination there is no destination so you're not going anywhere you are on a journey the destination for all of us is death right that's your destination so enjoy the journey to get there because that is what you're here for. And if you can follow that little green dot, that faint little vibration out there on the horizon, which does not stay in one place. When we're in Rikia, we know this because it's always changing direction. It's like, no, put the mattresses in this building. No, put them in that building. Oh, now they need to go to that building. And people are like, oh my God, this is so disorganized. And it's not, it is perfection. It is <laughs> following that little green faint dot as you just do it and we just do it and things change and you just do it and that's that's another act of surrender and then you look at each other and you smile because you're sailing yeah and so that's my idea of the heart so if you're feeling emotional if your mind is whipping that way this way and that way yeah you may be going in the general direction but how do you know right until you can really quiet the mind and that requires tons and tons of and work and thinking practice. with your heart don't forget is because manamaya kosha is connected to manipura which is the lower mind and anahat which is the higher mind so you actually can think with your heart remember that that is to perceive rather than to think or to feel thinking and feeling really kind of uh, is like the three lower chakras um, and to perceive is to think with the heart um, because as Parandriti has said, it's beyond surrender, it's beyond likes and dislikes, it's got nothing to do with the emotional body, um, but it is constantly there. And it is actually in the same space of, the, of your consciousness of Hidraya Kash, which is the space where the soul resides. So to follow that little green dot on the horizon is actually following the soul's higher purpose. And your higher purposes may be different from mine.
And that is okay. But we're all silent. Yep. And you're still using your intellect because you still have to have have sails and you have to have a boat. You still have to drive your car. Please do not close your eyes and try to follow the little green dot while you're driving your car because that's not going to go well. Use your intellect. It's fantastic for that type of thing. But this is more of a, it's like a guide in life. And it'll... That is the Guru Tatwa. And that that is how you learn to walk the razor edge of spirituality is is to be able to follow that and it's always there and if you fall off you just get back on and then you're going to fall off again and again and again and again and again and again so on for lifetime after lifetime wow thanks for sailing with me you got it i love you love you too have a beautiful day i'm on the night everybody Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.